0: Welcome
1: to Nightlock, a Hunger Games podcast. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 47 of Nightlock podcast, where we cover anything and everything related to the Hunger Games franchise through news stories, book analysis, fan fictions, related music, product reviews, as well as other fun segments. My name is Matt. And I'm Kira. And so, a few news stories have surfaced, including the Capital Couture Capucatia
0: is, is how I'm, I'm saying. Okay,
1: that's how you say it. I know. Um, one of those
0: people that overpronounces French words.
1: A new photo. A new, fo- a new fo- Okay, a new photo of what? Cheetah
0: and Effie. Oh,
1: that's exciting! Fun I didn't. Stuff, I didn't know guys. that. Um, we got
0: it going on here on Live podcast.
1: And the most exciting announcement from Suzanne Collins we have ever oh covered God, on the show. You're so
0: depressing right now. And the most exciting announcement from Suzanne Collins we have ever covered on the show. Sorry, 47 I'm sorry I'm episodes. Sorry.
1: Okay. Um, I don't know this either, actually. Prepare for my excitement to, like, skyrocket. Yeah,
0: you know, I <laughs> hope so. That's why we're putting it at the beginning. We gotta pep you up here, man.
1: I did a shot. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> he did it. Now he's quoting Jennifer Lawrence again.
1: Um, we will pick up where we left off in Catching Fire, where Peter's heart stopped beating. That's so overdramatic. Um... Right, because yeah,
0: people's heart stops beating. Oh, well, it's just, just like, like t- t- you know, no, it's, it's just, just like a typical
1: thing, and like the emotions.
0: It's a typical thing. Well, okay, no, <laughs> like, like, it, no, it's like no, no, it's like typical
1: in like books, like the like one yes. of the beloved characters attempted but, death. It's ridiculous.
0: Well, he wasn't going for that.
1: No, but like poss- whatever, yes, possible, whatever. Possible. I understand. Which is chapter um, twenty. That we're yeah, I'm cover. just getting to that. Um, and then um, a newer segment is how is it new if we're bringing it back?
0: It's newer. It's like recent. You'll find out what segment it is, guys. Gotta hang in there.
1: Okay. It's brought back with a new twist. Where do you come up with this? Okay. Um, And then uh, we have some book recommendations to to wrap up up. the show. I don't have a book.
0: That's okay, because there's a new twist to it, remember? We have listeners recommending books for a couple episodes until we read more books.
1: Okay. Okay. So, Kira, do the pen and post, please.
0: Okay. So, as we said, we're going to cover some of the most major news stories in the Hermes franchise since our last episode. And so, as we previewed before, a new photo featuring Effie and Peta has appeared in Empire Magazine. Well, can we see it? Are we seeing yes, it? Yes, we're going to see it I want to see it. Let me just kind of give a little uh, little background thing on All right, here. okay. Um,
1: All right. Okay. So, it All looks right.
0: like they're at President Snow's party since Effie um, Effie's outfit is the same as the trailer frame scene um, from when she says, like, chins up, smiles on to Katniss and Peta. Chins, um, yeah, chins up, smiles on. Yeah, chins up, smiles on.
1: He looks gorgeous.
0: He looks really good. I
1: love that.
0: Effie, I'm not really a fan of her like outfit and makeup and hair. Well, that's
1: just kind of how it is.
0: Yeah, I mean, I like other outfits that she has. Like, I can appreciate them, but this one, it just looks like she's playing dress up. It's just, I don't know. It doesn't. She's just
1: conforming to like what's normal there.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. No, no, no.
1: Don't say yeah, and I don't know. It's true. (laughs) That's just how it is.
0: Well, she is like. In the public eye a lot, so you'd think that she's kind of...
1: She's got a dress to I impress. <laughs> she's got a dress, <laughs> dress to, to impress. impress.
0: That's, that's how nice. she does it. And in the photo, it looks like Effie and Peter are watching like something or someone, and I'm thinking maybe it's Katniss dancing with Plutard, since that's really the only time during the party where Peter and Katniss are separated. Okay. Um, right? I mean, I can't really think of another time that, like, I feel like they're pretty much together the whole time. I I
1: guess. Or they could be watching, like, President Snow getting up to speak or something.
0: Yeah, like, Katniss could be, like, out of the shot. I, I, like, I don't think we should, out like, of the frame. like,
1: over, like, analyze that. Because yeah. We More their outfits. We did it for Hunger Games, and we were so disappointed with some of, like, the scenes in right. it. Right. So. Um,
0: I'll, overall, I have to, you're, I like the movie better than you did. But. Mm-hmm. Um, so, on here, Peta's hair looks great. Uh, it's darker than the last film. Everybody's hair, I think, is a little darker. It's gorgeous. And his clothes are... I, I believe that these are the same clothes from um, when they were leaving President Snow's party. Chins up, smiles on. So, you know, we've already kind of talked about the clothes, but its you can see Evie's clothes better. And Peter is wearing, like, dark blue and black, so there's not much to say for that. Uh, so, so nice little um, shot from Empire Magazine to, you know, a little, little teaser for what's to come. Yes. It's a little bigger news story we have. The Capital Culture website has relaunched for a Catching Fire promotion. Lionsgate has coined the spring issue. You got to help me out here, Matt. Chroma uh, nouveau. 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 Yeah, wow. it means yeah new. Was... Oh, okay. It's French, I assume. Yeah. If you know what it is.
1: It's. It means now.
0: So on the site is a beautiful photo of Effie, uh, along with a day in the life of Effie, which lets fans know what happens in her life when the cameras See, aren't rolling. that's why
1: she needs to dress like that. Right. Because she is the celebrity of yes. the capital.
0: Because of Katniss and Peeta's fame, she has Success. also inherited some fame.
1: Indeed she has.
0: And we see her in her Victory Tour dress.
1: Oh, that's her, that is?
0: Yes, it is. So I, her hair you know? is blonde because it says it right above here. Oh. I'm looking at <laughs> Sorry. And so she is wearing, it looks like a kind of a dark blue dress with some sort of fur overcoat. Coat or shawl or something. Oh, wow! Um, when you look at a full body shot of her, she's—it's definitely interesting. It's definitely capital. The the overcoat thing isn't really an overcoat if you look at the full body shot. It covers the arms and it almost look like peacock feathers, doesn't it?
1: Bird symbol. Bird, yeah. Ooh. Ooh, going on with she's, the bird theme.
0: Yeah, and she's wearing like kind of see through lace gloves. Um. I guess. Yeah. And she's got some gold rings on, red nail polish, and her, I guess you would say... Leggings. Her leggings. No, they're not really leggings. They're like... Um, spanks.
1: Not spangs. Sorry. Those aren't spangs. What did you say? <laughs> Those aren't spanks. I'm sorry. Um.
0: <laughs> anyway. Uh, uh, pantyhose. Pantyhose. Thank you. I couldn't think of the word. I'm and you're so the girl. Not a girly girl.
1: And you're the girl.
0: I've only worn them a handful of times in my life. Um... And her shoes are, you know, very high wedge I shoes. I like them. But I like them. They're, like, the same kind of color as her dress, maybe a little darker. And it kind of just got this, like, I almost want to say a spiderweb look to them, just the way that it all laces uh, together, the material. And the the dress also has kind of, like, um uh, a belt area, like, where it's sewn in. And it's the same as the collar. And it's kind of this, like, leopard looking lizard kind of skin almost like design
1: yeah Mm. yeah
0: and her makeup Uh, is like pretty plain compared to most effie pictures there is a little weird portion like right above her her left eyebrow
1: that's just it's like blue like
0: i don't know though because like down here you can also see it i don't know if it's a glare but it's kind of a bluish tint i don't know if like that's part of the makeup i don't think so but and she has very very long eyelashes As long as Rosie's. (laughs) She's been on the show before. Um, Yeah, we dated. Yeah, they did. They had a little fling. We did. So, I think she's looking good in this picture. She's definitely not as, like, oh my gosh, capital looking for makeup and hair. I think
1: she's okay. I think she's, like, Yeah, it's a little
0: more modest for the capital. Yeah. So, part of her day in the life of Effie... I mean, this is... It's kind of ridiculous, because who really wants to read this? 11 a.m., Effie meets with the designer of the dress she'll be wearing later this evening. The creation is exquisite. A flamingo's dream of pink ruffles. Quote, it's a shame I can only wear it once, says Effie. One o'clock, she sits down at a scumptious sumptuous sumptuous feast filled with the finest of fare and quaffs, accompanied by the most cultured conversation and served on a mahogany table no less (laughs) four o'clock we head to an exclusive unnamed salon we cannot we can say some of your favorites like Portia and Flavis themselves have been known to get their do's done here it's time to get to work on her hair, hair and nails
1: that sounds so weird when you talk like that
0: it does doesn't it no it does not anyway, it sounds stalkerish it does. or
1: not even like but, attractive i mean in any way.
0: i guess it's interesting to see like what effie's life consists of other than She's, managing she, she, lives like, she lives
1: like the life of celebrity that's just how she is right
0: so so that's that um, the, for Effie, but the new issue also provides us fans with an inside look on, whoop, nope, that's not it for Effie. I'm still Effie. Still Effie. Still about Effie. Um, provides fans with an inside look at the making of Effie's Victory Tour dress exhibited in the issue we just talked about, um, in the interview, Capital Stylish Trish Somerville. Um, and so this is actually the designer, um, for the film. Yeah. Um, the costume designer. And so, uh, she basically just said she chose this dress for Effie to appear vibrant, cheery, and over-the-top in true capital fashion, which, I don't know if it really is over-the-top in true capital fashion. I kind of disagree with that. I think it's more plain. I think it's more more
1: moderate. I think it's, like, the low scale.
0: Um, the sleeves undoubtedly the focus of this piece are luxurious, fur-like, and custom dyed with a pattern reminiscent of feathers. So, we were right. It's feathers. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, with a... Uh, bodice and skirt of cobalt blue patent leather. Um, and it just talks about the gold overlay. It's Effie's signature curly wig, worn high, is vol- voluminous with not a single hair out of place. So check out the site for yourself. You can visit pn. So if you just Google that. And if you guys can't understand
1: her accent, it's Capital C O U don't p-n. know if
0: that's... Is that the right spelling? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's capital with an O, not an A. Not sure what you said, so.
1: I I didn't even spell capital.
0: Oh, okay. (laughs) That's right. People know. Yes, capital with an O. Um, And our last and most exciting news story, I don't want Matt to read ahead here. Uh,
1: Is it a children's book? I don't want to It's
0: not a children's book. Thank
1: God. I don't care about that. So,
0: um, as Matt just said, back in November 2012, we learned Susan Collins would be writing a children's book. (gasps) What? Is it a
1: children's book with Katniss and Peeta's kids?
0: I'm getting there. I'm getting no, there. No, it is there. a year of the Jungle is What? Um, we found out about which w- is set to be released in September on September 10th. Um, when she spoke at the Book Expo America last weekend, Miss Collins revealed she has plans to write another. What's your prediction? What do you think she's going to write?
1: Well, I'm just... you're you're
0: saying that you want it. You want it to be a children's book about. Kathy's no, I was just children. saying because
1: she was writing a children's book, but I don't think so.
0: No, this isn't a children's book. It's
1: going to be another, like... <gasps> maybe. Oh, no, no, no! Maybe it's, G- like... Give me your guess. Give well, me your guess. Well, there are two guesses. The second, first guess is probably going to be, like, a continuation of Mockingjay, like, with them, with their lives, okay. with their kids. But then the second one could be, like, a focus on, maybe in the past, like, with Haymitch.
0: I'm sorry, but it's not a Hunger Games book.
1: It's not? It's
0: not a Hunger Games book.
1: What other books did she write?
0: <laughs> well, so far, you mean, or like, well, she, what she's what going? Are you saying? You're
1: saying it's a continuation of what?
0: No, no. I said she. I said she reveals plans to write another book. Yeah, another teen series. So we're getting okay. something completely new from her.
1: Oh, that's upsetting. Okay. I mean,
0: yes, it'd be better to have Hunger Games material, but it should be interesting to see if she can live up to you know her reputation of being. Did the she? Hunger she Games did she author. say
1: like what it would be about?
0: No, all she, she said is that her? she's writing a teen series. So, I imagine she already started working on it, because if the children's book is set to be released September 10th, she's probably way done with that by now. It's probably already in print. So...
1: It's probably still illustration by now. Maybe,
0: yes. So, she's done with it, basically. Okay. But, so we'll have to see what this teen series is. Um, I wonder if it, it... I'm guessing it's not going to be another... Dy- dystopian novel. If it is, series. I'm going to throw it out the window because she's already done more. that. She's got to do something new. So I'm excited to see what she, we get from her because you know, comparing this to Harry Potter, J.K. Rowling. Rolling. Rally. No, it's rolling. Rolling. It's rolling like bowling, rolling, row, like rowing or a bow, rowing. bowling something, rolling. Okay. But anyway, so um when J.K. Rowling announced that she was writing another book, it was an adult book, and it was I didn't end up reading it, but
1: what was it? What was it?
0: Nice. Um, the casual vacancy oh. and it was, it was like an adult book. It, it was definitely, there was like inappropriate parts and stuff. Um, I heard oh. a lot of reviews about it. We yes, read it. Matt, you should check it out. We should read it. Um, so it's interesting that we have such a beloved teen writer. Well, you know what I mean? Like she writes to a, her audience is teenagers that she's going to write another teen series. So we'll, we'll definitely keep you updated on that. Um, but right now, she, or I forgot, right now she's writing scripts for Mockingjay Part 1 and 2. So, she's busy with that at the moment, so she's probably not actually writing the teen series, but she probably is thinking about it. A quick mention before we uh, move right on to the chapter, chapter 20 of Catching Fire. Liam Hemsworth is on Twitter, so if you're a fan, you should go follow him. Why? His handle. If you're a fan of his, I'm care. throwing it out there. We never cover any Liam stories. We so don't, because we We
1: don't care.
0: Yes, well, some people do, Matthew. i not saying I cares. do, but I, well, there are some. He's already got well. No, not on that Let's see, luck, let's see we how don't many. Care. Uh, let's see how many followers he has right now. He's 73,000, 74,000 rounding up. Well, Please I, email in and bother Matthew about I, that. Well,
1: I don't care about him.
0: All right. Well, why don't we talk about things you care about, and you can start catching fire.
1: Um, chapter twenty. So, uh, basically, we'll be...
0: <sighs> where do we live off?
1: All right, so chapter twenty, where we left off, was that Peter was electrocuted by the force field, and um, that's all we know right now. That's all we know. Okay. Right.
0: And as Katniss went up to him, and his heart stopped beating.
1: She overdramatizes every like the whole situation, because she's losing him, and um, she doesn't know like what's going on, and so Finnick goes forward and starts to um, he pinches Peter's nostrils, and Katniss kind of like freaks out and like pushes him away, thinking that like he's trying to kill him. And which made me question, like, doesn't Katniss know CPR or You'd some sort of would. like that? Like, and she mentions later in the chapter, like, like the next page that she sees, she sees, she's seen her mother do something similar. Right. But like, wouldn't she be able to recognize that? Or is she in like such a state of like panic and like,
0: well, like no, it's not, it sounds she like she just doesn't know. But yeah. Your but, question is, how does she not know? Because she lives with a nurse.
1: Yeah. So it's just like, that's, that was why that is weird. I was thinking about that. Like such a smart girl, like. Who is able to defy the capital, doesn't know what CPR is. And like, i like,
0: just... I mean, there's lots of things she doesn't know. We can make a <laughs> yeah, running yeah, list if make you'd a like to. List.
1: Um, I don't like this character.
0: <laughs> I still like Katniss.
1: I'm I'm sorry. I have a few like uh, Jen does a very good job portraying her.
0: Yes, nothing that's a, what makes it bearable. Nothing for you, right? against
1: Jen. I love her. We're best friends. Yeah, I know. But
0: they know. <laughs> they know. They know by now.
1: Um. So. So yeah, he um. Finnick continues going on with the CPR and Katniss is describing the whole scene. Um, but then she finally figures out, um, oh, this part's funny. Um, she's, she's so protective of PETA that she starts, she reveals her bow and arrow and is ready to like shoot it at Finnick cause she's thinking he's going to kill PETA. But then she says, uh, she puts the arrow down when she sees that, uh, Finnick is kissing PETA. It
0: and says she, uh, "Yeah, she's kissing says, PETA.
1: And about, and I'm, and I'm about to let it fly, but I'm stopped at the sight of Finnick kissing PETA. It's so bizarre, even for Finnick, that I stay my hand. No, he's not kissing him. He's got Peter's nose blocked off by his mouth tilted open. He's blowing air into his lungs.
0: Hmm. Sam Claflin, who plays Finnick, described this moment when they filmed it. My mouth touching his was a beautiful moment. It'll live with me for the rest of my life. We're meant to be together.
1: <laughs> I love that. Which is my
0: favorite quote by him. If you like Sam Claflin and you want quotes, a quote from him every day, you should follow Sam Claflin quote. Kira started like have. a whole
1: thing. She has one for Jen. She has one for Josh. Yes. Now she has one more for to Sam. come.
0: More to come. So Sam Claflin quote is the Twitter handle. You can follow Josh at J Hutch quote <laughs> and Jen at J Law. J Law quote. Quote is all singular. So follow us up there.
1: Then, like I was saying before, she refers to the memory of her mother performing the CPR only on very rare cases. But because in District Twelve. If a patient's, if, like, a feminine member's heart stopped, they wouldn't have enough time to get to her mother. That's true. For her to revive them.
0: But do you think, like, because they're in such a survival, like, state and, like, they have to do a lot of things themselves, everyone would know how to do CPR.
1: I don't think so. I don't think it would. It's something that you have to be taught in school to, and someone.
0: I guess. I don't think, like. I just feel like that would be passed down. It was, like, how to make a fire. But I guess a lot of these people don't know how to do those things.
1: Exactly. Because yeah. they don't. They live such sheltered lives. Like, they're just in there trying to survive. Finnick continues to perform CPR on PETA, and throughout the entire time, like, minutes, moments pass, and Kat is starting to worry, Um, and this is a very overdramatic moment, that um, PETA's dead, moved on, unreachable forever. And it's kind of like, it's, I just find it very overdramatic, and I'm sick of this, I know, I'm sick of this, like, love thing that's going on, that, like, she's, like, playing with the reader, saying that, like, She's either in love with him or she's not sure how she feels about him. And then all of a sudden, like, all this happens. And then it's evident that she cares about him. But then she just completely rejects it. I just... I'm so sick of it. It's been going on for, like, the whole book. And then the first book, it's just ridiculous.
0: But we know that she... She needs to get her act together. (laughs) She needs to straighten out her priorities. She needs to
1: straighten out.
0: But at the same time, we know she cares about him. We don't know, like, in what... What type of relationship she does, but we know she cares about him, so it is completely understandable and believable that she would be this hysteric she it doesn't matter how she loves him it's that she does love him at this point
1: i suppose i i, just, I don't know it just it just all right, moving on I, I don't know how to i get it i can't I can't repeat with you that makes that's sense that's fine um, I like being undefeated. <laughs> So, Finnick finally revives Peta. Um There's a few, like, witty comment exchanges that, like, your heart stopped, well, I guess it's okay now, that kind of thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then...
0: How did Peter react to Finnick kissing him?
1: Um, he really didn't say. It's just, like, um, the first thing that Peter says is that, careful, there's a force field up ahead <laughs> after <laughs> he was funny. revived. Um, just a little bit shaking. You were dead. Your heart stopped. Well, it seems to be working now. Like, that kind of thing. He really didn't mention, like, Finnick, like...
0: Actually, kissing, kissing him—they
1: him. don't really exchange. I think. He, I think just kind of what is. Yeah, like it was fine, but um, Katniss is in complete hysterics, and Finnick is just like, it's okay. It's just her hormones that like she's fine,
0: and, right? Her pregnancy uh, hormones.
1: Katniss gets really upset, by that like keeps mentioning mentioning the baby, which is um, like that's kind of like her cover up, her alibi for all her emotions, like. She, She's had a pretty eventful day. Like She has. She has. She said it's she, been a
0: productive day for she's her. She's
1: seen Sina get beat up to, like, get beaten up and almost, probably most likely died.
0: Right. Um,
1: she got thrown into a whole new arena. Um, and she, like, she almost experienced PETA dying. So, like, it's been very eventful for her. And the only way that she can cover up is saying it's just, like, the hormones from having the child is going to keep her... It's
0: kind of convenient. Well,
1: because from the eyes of, like, a... Like, um, sponsor she's not doing all too well like, true. she's just like falling for. she's just falling apart like yeah
0: um yeah, we all know she pulls it back together last minute
1: yeah so she's like she's saying that pita keeps like reassuring her that's okay and she's like no it's not okay and in her mind she's thinking that like she's grateful that finnick like revived pita she doesn't understand why he did it because it was supposed to be her job to save PETA and she couldn't even do that mm-hmm. and the thing she says is, she won't, I will never stop owing Finnick O'Dare because of this. So now she can't kill him because she owes him yeah. for saving Peta.
0: Which works out in favor for Finnick because, you know, we talked about this last episode that how how does everyone know Katniss is not just going to f- kill all these people that are actually her allies? Well, now but she can't I think, kill him. Yeah, Finnick just kind of steps in right there.
1: And now I have a question. Do you think when she says, I will never stop owing Finnick O'Dare is a foreshadow to Mockingjay? Hmm... Think about the events that happened in Mockingjay, and do you think it's a foreshadow?
0: Such as, like, what events exactly are you referring to? Like, when
1: Finnick, like, completely went insane.
0: Yeah, like, Like, she kind of, like, took care of him and a little bit, like...
1: Well, yeah, like, she reunited him with Annie, and, Mm -hmm. like, she was still, she was always there for him, even though when he went ballistic, she, like, kept him safe.
0: I don't think that's...
1: I think it's just like... I think it's
0: a foreshadow that they'll remain good friends and that Finnick okay. there's a little more to him than just being another tribute in these games. I don't think it's a foreshadow of events of Mockingjay because in Mockingjay it kind of evens out like Katniss kind of takes care of Finnick and just keeps an eye on him and then she kind of reunites them with like Finnick and Annie together so Fanny is back together. <laughs> So These I feel like it does even so out, bad. you know, like yeah. they save each other's partners. So they I think it's more of other. a foreshadow of the relationship that there's more to Finnick.
1: I keep comparing Finnick and Annie to Remus and Tonks for some reason. Do you? Yeah, just like their personalities. Like, I don't know.
0: Well, the difference is that I just feel like Remus and Tonks both die. Right. Whereas Annie lives Yeah but and I, Finnick for d- dies.
1: some reason whenever I think of Finnick I think of Remus. I think of Lupin
0: Huh that's interesting like, I, I don't know why you do maybe that Maybe it's
1: just like their personalities like and their how wise they are and how like
0: Because Remus is not seen as like a sex symbol like Finnick No but films.
1: I'm just saying that like in matters of like wisdom and mm-hmm. support and like that kind they of kind thing They kind of have like...
0: similar personalities if you take out the cockiness of Finnick what's left is kind of Remus qualities that he's looking out for other people. He really cares about them and, and he doesn't mind sticking his neck out for other people. Right. So, So, I mean, that's just how I've been thinking
1: about Hmm. that. Um, okay. So what happens? All right. (laughs) Um, okay. So Katniss, um, as she's, uh, Looking over Peta and assessing how he's feeling, um, she notices like a gleam of gold on his chest, and she finds out that he's wearing a necklace with a mockingjay attached to it. Oh, okay. And she, um, he asks, "Do you mind if I use your mockingjay? I wanted us to match, so yeah. like symbol that like they're together." And she goes, "No, of course I don't mind." And then she goes on for a paragraph and how it's how she's like so enraged at Peta for doing this. Because it's a, both a blessing and a curse. So, mm. like, um, on she says, on one hand, it should give a boost to the rebels in the district. On the other, it's hard to imagine President Snow will overlook it, and that makes keeping makes the job of keeping Peta alive harder. That's so, true. So, I want to say that she's really good. She's has very she's done an extra job perfecting her lying skills. Yes. And like, like not like just completely like flat up coming out with like, no, of course I don't mind. And just making, like, making sure, like, she actually genuinely looked like it didn't bother her. And that made Peter think that, oh, it's a symbol of unity, that, like, we're together, we're always going to stay together. Where in the back of my heart she goes, I can't believe he did this, he's going to ruin it for us.
0: Yeah, because he doesn't need to stir anything up. Right. I think Katniss is already in that boat, so she might as well continue with it. But Peter's still kind of safe. He can still get away with, like, no, I'm a good guy in the Capitals' eyes. So he can still get away with that and... Right now, Haymitch and Katniss are kind of focused on saving Peeta other than this whole other rebellion, you know, little project going on. But they are focused on saving Peeta and by giving him a mockingjay pin, it's like a target. It yeah. really is a target that it's like, "Hey, look, Capital, here come and get me. You can't get me." kind yeah. of thing. Oh, that was good. So, look it's it's like you. a target. The mockingjay is a target and Cadness does archery and she aims the targets. Not now, you remember. it. That was actually bad. Yes, really do that. Um
1: But I'm I had kidding. to end it with something corny. <laughs> so it's like a target, but it's also a symbol.
0: Yes, it's well. I think it's like a target in the capital's eyes, but it's it's a symbol of of hope and oh, of I know I, whatever I'm just talking and thinking. <laughs>
1: so corny, and but not, it's it's
0: yeah. it's to stir things up. It's 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 new.
1: Yeah, add some salsa.
0: <laughs> okay, you ruined that was one. Spicy. That was worse Make than mine. On, no, no. I'll oh, just stop.
1: <laughs> they decide to continue on, running along the force field um, slowly because Peta is incapable of walking at an intense speed. So um, Katniss takes the lead. Um,
0: because Peta was in the lead before,
1: right? And so she checks her wepo- She checks over her weapons, which I know are in perfect condition. Because it makes me seem more in control. So, I wanted to ask you, why does she need to feel, like, why does she feel the need to be in control? That's my first question. And my second question is, um, because of this, like, control, is this why Snow, like, is targeting Katniss? Because he fears for his leadership position if Katniss... Feels that she needs to be in control and be a leader, or does he feel that? <laughs> this is such a long question. Okay, so I'm asking, like, does Snow fear his position as president? Her his position, his position as president. Because oh, does if, he it, fear if his stri- own? Yes, or does he, or does he think that Katniss is leading a like District 13, which we as of right now doesn't know exists.
0: Hmm.
1: Like, or and, okay. or is he just saying, as in? trailer she just wants to save her skin
0: i think president snow is really afraid that he's the president and that anytime you're a leader of an opposing force of another force that is so strong and gaining so much momentum you're gonna be scared out of your mind because you know you're a huge target because that's the first person they want to take out. You're number one on their hit list. Yeah. So I think he's really scared. But he has to play it off. Professional, calm, cool, collected. Because if he shows that he's afraid, that's just going to make it worse. And then people will be like, oh, we see that you're weak. Now even more people are going to jump in on the rebellion side. Okay. So and what was the other question?
1: Why does Katniss need to be, feel the need to be in control?
0: I think she, she feels the need to... Yeah be in control because she wants to be in control, because she wants to have everything in her power that she can manipulate so that they can survive. Because if things are out of her control, she can't protect PETA. But if she kind of knows everything that's happening and she's the leader and she can make the decisions, she can protect her. But she even
1: says herself that she's not a natural leader, though.
0: I think she's a natural leader. She definitely has some issues that prevent her from being an awesome leader, but she develops those skills of being a leader. And she has the skills, like some skills I think a leader needs to be selfless, confident and make good, quick decisions. I mean, a leader like in these circumstances. I don't think she's selfless. I think she's selfless. I think
1: she does a lot of her stuff like for her own benefit. I mean, right now she's doing it to protect the PETA. But initially, she was just doing it to go back home and to, for her family, like, just to protect herself and to live.
0: I think at first, she's definitely selfish for the right reasons that I need to protect myself before anyone else. Because going into the games, she didn't have any alliances. She didn't, the 74th games, she didn't have any alliances. She didn't have anyone that she really cared about she wanted to save. But when there are people that she cares about and wants to save, she can be a good leader because she can protect them. And she will put all of her efforts towards protecting them. But if she doesn't care about other people, then she just cares about herself. And I feel like that's true for most of us. If, you know, if we're on an airplane and it's going down or something, right, and they tell you you have to put that mask on or something. Okay. Okay? We're just playing this little scenario okay. thing. So, you're instructed to put your own on first and then help other people. Mm-hmm. So... Most people would do that, I would imagine. That you're going to put it on for yourself first, then you're going to help the yeah, kids around only, you and everything else. Yeah, but we only
1: do that because authority tells us to.
0: Mm, even if they didn't tell you that, you'd probably put your own on first. But I'm not saying sitting, you, I'm just saying people I'm, in general. But if you're
1: sitting next to a child, wouldn't you want to put the child's on first before your own?
0: I don't know. I mean, personally, it depends who the child was. If I didn't know the child, I would. I'd probably put mine own on first. I would put the child's on
1: first before my own.
0: If I knew the child, like, if it was, like, someone from my family or, like, a close friend, like, I would help them first. And
1: even those bags, I read something that, like, it doesn't actually, (coughs) go ahead, go ahead, keep going. It doesn't actually, um, cut off the, like, the oxygen in the cabin. There there is still going to be oxygen in the cabin if the plane goes down. It's just so, like, you can calm yourself. Like, you know, like, Hmm. you have those paper bags that you breathe in and out, and, like, you take in the carbon dioxide that you breathe out.
0: Right, so that's... And that's
1: supposed to help you like calm down to relax. Hmm. I think that's going to, I think that's, I don't know if like i read about it or I'm just thinking about it, but I think it's just more of like that type of mechanism to help you relax.
0: But if the plane goes down in water, because I mean, it depends where you're flying, but a lot of the world is water. The surface is water. So how if you much, end up going 74%? in water, do you, oh, nice. It's, like, you
1: know it's that? like 72 or
0: 74%. Nice. Okay. Well, if that much of the world is covered, most of the world's covered by water, then you're probably crashing in the water, so that's, I would imagine, what the mask is for. So that you can breathe underwater and get out. Right?
1: I, I, don't, I don't think Okay, so. if you're underwater, I, can I, you breathe? Honey, I understand. Okay. But you're in a closed container. There's still going to be oxygen in there.
0: Right, but you have to get yourself out so you can use it's the not mask not like to a, get It's out. not like
1: a scuba mask.
0: Well, I'm saying there's there's some oxygen in there, right? Isn't that what it is?
1: I don't think right, that's whatever. what I tell We're you. Getting... That like this I is don't so know what you saying. My point at... was oh. that
0: you would save yourself before other people unless you really know them and love them. That's that's my point.
1: I I disagree. I think it. I I disagree on that.
0: I think it depends on the I type of person you
1: are. I I, I agree on that.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> I <laughs> agree on that. That and that, but I disagree on that one.
1: But yeah, it also it depends the type of person. Like me, I would rather want to save someone else first before myself. You're just
0: saying that because you want the listeners to you're no, like, such no, a good person. No. I'm being real, guys. No, I'm being I'm honest being, with you.
1: I am being myself.
0: Yeah, okay. <laughs> and this
1: is who I am.
0: Oh, gosh. Anyway, so I think M- she is a good leader. She's a good leader when she I think has she, something I think, that pushes her. I
1: think she's a good leader under pressure.
0: Yes. She makes good decisions under pressure. pressure. Which
1: is not actually a healthy trait to have as a leader.
0: I what? Mean, of course it is. I mean, you
1: need to make quick decisions, but she also needs to... I mean, obviously, you're not always going to be under pressure and stress. Is like,
0: oh, yeah. She doesn't she make good to, decisions. She needs to be able
1: to make wise decisions, even when she's not under these, like, high-stress situations.
0: Yeah, she makes good split-second decisions, not um, long-term decisions. Exactly, and that's okay.
1: not, not necessarily helpful to have as, like, a right. long-term leader. Okay,
0: I thought you were saying having good decision-making for split-second was not a good thing. I was like, uh, excuse me, I think it is, so... Okay,
1: sorry. So, um... This is a really interesting part here. This is, like, a complete, like... The epitome of her lying that's, like, so amazing.
0: Okay.
1: Um, is that... Peta mentions, before I got electrocuted, you were saying you warned me about the field. How did you know that there was a force field right, there? Right,
0: because last chapter, she saw the little glint.
1: Uh, yeah, and she didn't... What she didn't... She didn't want, like, the game makers to know, because they're watching... Obviously watching them, that she could see it. Like, obviously, then they would change it, and then it would ruin... It would, like, screw up the whole thing. So she goes... Um, well, I can hear it. Like, can't you guys hear it? I love this part so much. And they're, they're all playing along and they're like, well no like I she's like it's so weird like I can only hear it in my left ear that's
0: the one that got blown up and Peter's like
1: isn't that the one that like the doctors reconstructed and she goes yeah I guess they did like a really better job than I than they thought they did like I can hear like insect wings and like snow falling and so she says now it puts the pressure on on the doctors for their mistake
0: (laughs) (laughs) mistake
1: for their mistake and puts it less on them it's because it's not her fault that Mm -hmm. like her ear got blown up But in reality,
0: um, this is not true.
1: Yeah, so it's like, all the attention will turn to the surgeons who fixed my deaf ear after the games last year, and they'll have to explain why I can hear, like, a bat. So they're like, oh, well then, yeah, then you should lead. And, like, um, so what she does is that, like, she positions herself on the left side of, like, the force field so her her left ear can hear it.
0: Mm -hmm. But
1: instead, what she does is that she takes a branch and she throws um, nuts ahead of her as she's walking, and if one, like,
0: comes back all toasted. <laughs>
1: yeah, if it, like, if it, smoke if it fries and smokes before it lands- hits the ground, then obviously yeah. that's what Or if it comes this. right
0: back at her because it throws it back. Right. Like a boomerang.
1: Um, as she's throwing off these nuts, um, Mags picks them up and she starts beating off the shelf and she starts eating them. And Katniss starts freaking out, saying, why would you that? They could be poisonous. And she looks over at Finnick and Finnick goes, um, I guess we'll find out. <laughs> and she finds this very weird that, like, she starts to question, like, why is it, like, so why did Finnick make it such a big deal to bring Peta back, but then he makes it okay for Mags to eat these to be the unknown beta. nuts? Like, why could he, why could Finnick possibly want it to save Peta? And she's, like, questioning that. I said, this is another foreshadow into what happens in yes, Mockingjay.
0: definitely. Then,
1: like, and why is he so determined to team up with Katniss? Like, why was that alliance so important to him, and why did he have to save Peta? Because... They need them. Yeah. They need Katniss to be the symbol and the icon and they need PETA to lead. Because PETA's the natural born leader. That's what I'm saying.
0: Yes. Yeah, he's definitely a better leader than Katniss. Yeah. But I think under pressure pressure Katniss is better than PETA.
1: Okay. All right. Okay. You'll take it. Uh, I'll take that. I'll take that. Um so as they're walking through the jungle, it's um they're trying to find water, and they can't possibly, like, there's no water in sight. And so Katniss says, all right, let's take a break. And she climbs up to the tallest tree that she can find, and she looks out onto the arena, and she notices that it's a perfect circle with a wheel in the middle where the cornucopia sits.
0: Okay, and- so I guess it is, last episode we were talking about what exactly the arena looks like, and we described it as kind of having this main center. Like, like almost kind of like a target. Now yeah, just, this episode should be named Target. We keep saying Target. No,
1: I'm not calling it Target. Okay.
0: We'll call it something clever.
1: So, it's, it's, she describes it as a perfect circle with a perfect wheel in the middle. So, yeah, that's what I'm saying.
0: So, it would have the cornucopia in the center with, like, a little island and then spokes coming out off of it that are in the, water. water. And then the, the, the rest of the island... Is the jungle. ...is... In an outer ring,
1: jungle, yeah, which is the jungle, okay. And so she describes. Um, she notices another one of those um, squares, like those uh, squares. that indicate Kind of glints. I don't well. know. I'm calling she them like calls glint. It, Oh shoot! She calls shimmering, it shimmering,
0: like it's no, like she, a chink in the sh- she, armor. No, she
1: called it something like a big word, and I don't remember where it was. I'm sorry.
0: Well, if you see it, let us know.
1: Okay. Um, and so she shoots an arrow at it, at one of them, and then the sky turns a perfect blue a real blue and then the like it, like the pink sky the sky's pink then she shoots the arrow at it the sky turns blue
0: like a normal color yeah
1: like a normal real blue and then the arrow shoots back so and she it's kind of found out a little, a little it's kind trick. of another indicator of what's going to happen later in the book
0: mm-hmm. yeah definitely she's kind of figuring all this out as she goes
1: right so um, basically she tells everyone that they're going to make like they're going to go and keep going in a big circle if they keep walking um, and she finds no water besides the salt water that is in the, I don't know what, there weren't ocean. It was just like, I would
0: say if, if it was salt water. It's some sort of like, maybe it's like a sound kind of thing. It's not really an ocean, <laughs> yeah, but it's nice like, effect.
1: okay. Yeah, so. Um, so they go down, a. Few I mean, it's
0: man-made, hun- so it can't be ocean. So anyway,
1: they go for a few hundred yards down and then, uh, make camp. And what I find is really interesting is that. I was bringing this up before the show, um, how Mags and Fennec, they wove mats out of these um, sharp blades of grass. And um, so Katniss decides that she's going to go hunting and, um, to try to find water and try to find more food. And being that...
0: Because now they've gone all day without food because it's starting to be nighttime. Yeah.
1: And, and without food and water. And because um, hours have gone by and Mags is perfectly okay, they decide to... Peta decides to collect the nuts... Um, and throw them at the force field and, like, fry them up and, like, peel off the shells and... Yeah. There you go. Um, and so... Then as she's going through the jungle, she hears the cannons... the cannon sound. All right, it's so the end of the um, day, bloodbath is day. over. So, she counts the shots each and... She counts the each representing one dead victor. We know that!
0: They're reminding because some people have years between reading books, so they gotta be reminded by all this. We know all this, though.
1: And so she counts that there are eight dead, uh, victories. Not as many as last year, um, but it seems like more because she knows the names and she knows the people who died. So, um, she looks, so she's, this is actually really stupid. Okay. So she rests against a tree and she's tired and feeling like the anxiety of dehydration coming on. And, um, she... Tries to she tries rubbing her hand across her belly, hoping some sympathetic pregnant woman will become her sponsor <laughs> and Hamage can send water, uh, which is actually so funny. Way
0: to play on their heartstrings. Yeah, kindness. exactly.
1: Um, and so as she's as she's looking around, she looks at all these different animals out there. Like um, she sees these weird birds, um, tree lizards with blue tongues, and something she calls she describes as a cross between a rat and a possum.
0: These are going to be cool to see in the movie. They're going to yeah. do a great job with these. Because we'll just, like, see a little glimpse of them. It won't be, like, you know, focused on that. Right.
1: But. And so she shoots one of the possum rat creatures. They call them true rats later. Um, and she starts skinning it. And she realizes that the muzzle, as she's skinning it, of the creature is wet. Which indicates that the creature had been drinking. And so the water source obviously hadn't isn't far so she goes around like 30 yards around the tree where she found it and tries to search for water and nothing has come up. Um, and so, like, uh, so she know, still hasn't figured out the water and like, she goes back to the camp. So this is all just like events that's happened. Housekeeping. Like, yeah. Um, so they basically, oh, here we go. Um.
0: So then the images pop up in the sky, right? Like, in the 74th?
1: Yeah, it's just like, this whole this whole page, she just, like, rambles on. Yeah, it's fine. You know just, it's just go that.
0: right to the people that died. Why does this always
1: happen in my chapters? I know,
0: I always get the exciting ones.
1: Um, alright, so we'll move on to now. She, in this, um, she describes, she names the people who she, who have died. Um, she doesn't know all the names, but she says the man from District 5, uh, District 6. And then she says Cecilia and Woof from 8. Um, who, Cecilia was the one who had the three children who were clinging to her as she went up to, like, as she was chosen to be the victor, um, and then, tribute. C- yeah. and then, sorry, trivia, and then Cedar from District 11. Oh, yeah, Cedar. And she seen, she, this takes a, uh, like a particular toll on her because she, like, has fond memories of, like, Cecilia and then Cedar, like, being so polite to her. Yeah. And, um, all of that. So, um... It's now night, and they position themselves in front of their hut. They, they made a hut, like...
0: Just casually, just like made a Finnegan little hut.
1: Like, and Mags, like, wove all together these, right. these grass. And so it has a floor, it has three walls, and a roof, and, like, they're sitting on the empty fourth wall looking out. And so a parachute comes, and inside the parachute is a, um... A
0: sponsor gift.
1: A sponsor gift. And it's... They describe it as a tube with a little lick in front of it. Like a little, um, not... Like a... Like a nozzle hmm and so they're trying to figure out what it is uh maybe it's a um like a weapon or it could be used as something for food like a tool to get tool. into something and they just can't like Can ask mag can you fish with it? and she just grunts like no I can't do this right because she can fish with anything um, except
0: for this little little spoke right right spoke is that what it is
1: it's kind a, of it's a spile
0: spile I don't know why is it spoke
1: find that out later um. So she finally gives up and jams it into the ground and she's just laying on her mat and she's just thinking about like what's going on back home if like, if this is going, like if the weather, she's talking about the weather here that like, it surprises, it surprises her. Which is such an exciting topic. It surprises her how like the sun hasn't got, the sun's gone down and still hasn't cooled.
0: Right. And she's
1: questioning that like, I wonder if it's like this back home, like she worries about Prim and her mother and. As
0: she does most nights. In any games. She kind yeah. of reflects back home and everything.
1: Um, nighttime seems to be, like, very emotional for, like, yeah. a lot of characters. Because, um, like,
0: usually they're home in their beds. So that's, like, a normal thing. Like, that's during their day. Like, they'd be home in their right. beds with their family. So it's definitely really reminding.
1: And she's hoping that, like, they're okay and they're not being punished because of her. Which is actually, which is an interesting topic, though. Like, she's very concerned about, like, if all the things that she's doing is either going to be beneficial or it's ruining her family. Um, and then finally she, she discovers that it's a spile. Right. Which is useful for her, for them to get water, but, um, ugh, the whole page is a spile. It's a spile. What do we use a spile for? Right. Um, and Katniss remembers it because her father used to have a bunch of them and they used to use it to collect sap. But then for some reason she doesn't remember what happened to them after her father died.
0: So she used to use spiles. Like, she used spiles. to use spiles. Gotcha. Um, Must have been when she was really young in the way she would have remembered.
1: Right. And so, they're trying to figure out, well, where can, where does, like, where can we use the spile for? Where are we going to, like, what, what is sap going to be for? And then she remembers the, um, the tree rat had, like, those, like, sharp teeth, which obviously was used to, like, dig into the tree to get water. So, they figure it out, and they put the spile into the tree, and then they get water. Woo! Which is so wonderful. Um, <laughs> and exciting. Um,
0: they're not going to die yet.
1: Nope. at least not from
0: dehydration <laughs>
1: and then I wrote on my notes woven basket of grass because right. <laughs> they fill it with water and I wrote yeah. yes uh, okay so later at night um, Katniss wakes up because Finnick is taking watch and she hears 12 like chimes 12 bongs
0: and this is the first time they're hearing mm-hmm. this yes
1: this is the first time because this is their first night and she's thinking, 12 bongs, what does that mean? Like, it doesn't, it doesn't sound anything familiar. 12 of chimes. Storm. You say bongs. Well, that's doesn't... what she calls it in the book. Bombs oh, bongs? And okay. I don't know. Um, and then there's a lightning storm that happens on one side, on like all around them. And then the rain comes. One twelfth of the island. One twelfth of the island. <laughs> one twelfth of the island. <laughs> you got it. Um, and then the lightning storm stops and then the rain comes. And, but the rain never seems to reach, like, her. But like, she, where they can hear it. But they can, she can see it and she that's, can hear wow, it, okay. but it, it'll never reach her. And so then the rain suddenly stops and she refers to it like it did at the last game. She just suddenly stops like that. And then the fog comes and she says, okay, like that's a natural reaction to what happens after a hot day. But then she like, for some reason, this is actually really weird. She like analyzes the fog. Like the fog is like not natural. Like it just, it comes in like this perfect straight line. Um, and then she realizes that like this fog is. She doesn't say it's dangerous, but she's very concerned about it. So by the time she wakes everyone up, she leaves off with the cliffhangers that, like, in a few seconds it takes to rouse them, I begin to blister. With the fog. Right.
0: Which, you'd think, like, yes, it's coming, like, a perfect straight line and all that. But any fog, because all of this is man-made. Right. It's all made by the game makers. Yeah. So, you think, like, oh, like... That just means it's regular fog. Like, why would that trigger her mind? That must be dangerous. Yeah. So, that's a little weird. But, yeah, we'll have to see, uh, how they deal with that.
1: And that's it. You get to... See, you get the eventful part where they're running from yes, the fog. with the monkeys and, and... Oh, my God. Oh, the monkeys. I forgot about the
0: monkeys. Well, Mariah will have the next chapter, so...
1: So, that was, uh, chapter 20. That was lovely. Fantastic. Um.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you just, like, have a little conversation <laughs> with yourself oh right there. Oh, my God.
1: I'm just so out of it. All right. So, we'll move on to... Capital Opera now, which is where we select or you guys send in songs that relate to anything now. Free reign of anything that could happen in any book.
0: Just like the last twenty any chapters. Part, I'm sorry, 20 episodes.
1: I just ha you if I have to keep saying it. I
0: know. I know. We should I mean if we're gonna say it I guess you say the beginning of the episode, but
1: whatever. Um <laughs> so oh my god. So today um I selected people like us. I missed Kelly Clarkson.
0: Yeah. So uh. Yeah. So send in some songs for us, cause you know we've been choosing a lot of the songs for the last I don't know how many episodes, a lot. So send in your own song recommendations and then explain how you can relate to the games, the song Games.
1: Yeah, because that'll do the work, make it easier for us.
0: <laughs> just check it <laughs> just off just the check list. Check it off the
1: list, make us do less work instead of coming it up, <sighs> coming up with it. Yes. So all right, let's uh, let's let's roll. Let's do that. All right. Kira, why don't you, uh, give us, a heads- give us a little start here and what'd you think?
0: Okay. Well, i related this to Mocking Jay. Did you? Okay. Uh. Just your general. Okay. Um, so let's see, I'll pick out a quote and kind of talk about it here. Um, everybody loses it and everybody wants to throw it all away. So in Mocking Jay, pretty much everybody's suicidal and depressed. So I think that kind of sums up how, you know, it's, it's like Finnick, Katniss, um, Annie. Peta, Annie, um, not so much Gail, but maybe a little. I mean, he, he, didn't, he doesn't really have post-traumatic stress disorder. I mean, he no. maybe a little bit from when Catching Fire was bombed. You
1: mean District 12?
0: <laughs> Why did I say when Catching Fire was bombed? Because it happens in <laughs> Catching, Catching Fire. Anyway, you all know what I mean. Um, y'all. Yes. People at my school say y'all.
1: What's cool? Um, no, it doesn't.
0: My college. Oh, your
1: People college. At my college. I
0: went to orientation. So, any anyway, that's my personal life. We're on a show here, so I think you know. In this quote, everybody loses it. Everybody wants to throw it all away. Everybody has their moments where they are so frustrated and they can't imagine still, still surviving and still living and, and doing all those everyday things and caring about all those everyday. things. Things that people do, um, so I think that's kind of a general uh, statement. That kind of relates to it, um, and I kind of thought this kind of like Katniss's perspective talking to Finnick in Mockingjay, okay. because Finnick is very, very depressed, and he's just he's not himself, and he doesn't really have control over himself okay. and his thoughts. The quote, I know what you're going through, um, don't let it, and I didn't get the rest of that, so probably don't let it affect you or something, something along those lines. Uh, so I feel like this song is kind of like...
1: Don't let it give the best of you and make it out alive.
0: Yes. Perfect, yeah. That's a good (laughs) one, Matt. Thank you. Thanks for finishing that. Um, so it's kind of like Katniss is, is showing Finnick, like, we're gonna make it out alive and we're gonna make the best of it. Because they're not gonna have an amazing life after this, but they can, they can have a life. Okay. Um. I
1: think, see, I don't, I, you're focusing on, like, like, the happiness part of it. Like, everything. Really? Like, eventually. I think
0: that was a pretty depressing No, thought. I think you're
1: saying it's gonna get better. That's basically okay. what you're saying with the song. I'm saying it's more of, like. Well, no,
0: just to clarify. I'm saying more, like, we'll make do. Not more, like, it's gonna be okay. It's, like, we're gonna, we're gonna make it work.
1: Okay. Um, see, I don't think, I think it's more of, like, it's more of an anger. More of a frustration that like this has happened to us and we need to do something about it. We can't just like make it okay and mull through it, Hmm. you know. Like a quotes would be like, "This is not a funeral." Um, Tears turn to rage, and we are all misfits living in a world on fire. So that one makes sense in a sense that like makes sense in a sense. This is this is who I am. Um,
0: (laughs) Embrace it, Matt. Embrace Um, your inner beauty.
1: I have under Beauty, too, so... Oh, right. yeah. Um, like, saying that we are all misfits, so she's... They're... <laughs> Kelly, my homegirl, is... <laughs> is classifying... Oh classifying... He means Kelly Clarkson. My home girl is classifying people into a misfit category. Like, people like them are misfits, living in a world on fire, living in a world of hate and anger and... Death. Pressure and heat. Like,
0: death and suffering. Death
1: and suffering. Um, so I'm basically saying that this is sort of the song that makes it seem like it's not something that you just have to live with. It's something that you have to do to change it. You know?
0: And even with, like, Catching Fire saying, you said an island of misfits? That's we're, what Catching Fire we're is. We're all
1: misfits living in a world on fire, yeah. Catching Fire? There was fire? no island in there? No.
0: Okay. Where did the island
1: go? I Red not Reindeer. <laughs> The land like, of the, the island of misfit toys. Land of misfit toys. I
0: combined those in my head. Okay. But yeah, I get
1: what you're saying. Like, all the victors are misfits.
0: Right. All these tributes that are previous victors are all misfits in the sense that they have gone through the games, so they have that stress on them. That all of these tributes have gone through the games, and they've all had a pretty horrible life, because most of them a lot, they've been living with this for a long time, whereas Pete and Katniss just were in the games. Right. So, I, I think that definitely makes sense. In World on Fire, like, we can all kind of just make that connection ourselves, you don't have yeah. to point
1: that one out, so. War. Oh, yes. Tar- was it war? What was it? What's war. war. Terrible war. war. That was it.
0: Yeah. That was in the, what was that video called?
1: It was just like the propaganda video.
0: Yeah. That, yeah, you're right. Alright,
1: All right. so we're going to move on to now. That was a good song. I like that one. Yeah, that really um, fits. And Kelly's, Kelly's rocking it. She never seems to disappoint.
0: So, our newer segment, I say newer because we've played it before, is What If? Where we discuss if something was different in the series and how it would affect the series as a whole or particular parts, characters, all that good stuff. The question on this episode was supplied by Hunger Games Lesson. Um, the creator of Hunger Games Lessons is known as Miss Orman. Um, that's what she goes by on Twitter. You can follow her at Miss Orman.
1: Mrs. So, Mrs. Mrs. Orman. Sorry, I always M-R-S. say those wrong. Yeah. At Miss, at, M-R-S. Orman. O-R-M-A-N.
0: Yes. Thank you. Um, mm. and you can even send in your own what-if questions, uh, by emailing us at nightwarfpodcast at gmail.com. So the question for today's episode is kind of like a whole bunch of questions, but same kind of concept. What if Katniss's father hadn't died? How would that affect the persons we know her? Would she have been as protective as Prim throughout the series? All those, lots of questions arise from the one right. question.
1: I think she would have lost the Hunter Games.
0: You think she would have I, lost the Games? Because
1: well, because I think that she, I don't even think she would have volunteered herself for the Hunger Games at that point. Yeah. Because I think that she wouldn't, if her father had not died, she wouldn't need to be this, rise up and be this, um, the breadwinner, so to speak, of her family because her father would be there for that. And she wouldn't... I mean, I think she would still learn skills in the woods with her father. I don't think she would have been... No, wait. No, she would have done very well in the hurry games, actually. Because she still would have had her uh. archery skills, even without him there.
0: Yes, because she would have been able to learn from him longer. Yeah. But at the same time... Sometimes you get better experience when you're thrown into it, and you have to find food to eat. Right. Whereas with her father, it's like, oh, like you always have a safety net. But without a safety net, you're kind of forced to right. do well.
1: And at the same, I don't think she would have volunteered for Prim. Huh. I think she would have just take, accepted it as it was, because family family members you lo- that's that's the you nature of them. it. Yeah. Um, but because that she feels because that she felt that need to protect Prim, that's why she did it. Because and, there was no one else to protect her because her, her mother was completely absent.
0: And not even, like, just protecting Prim, because it's only for her, it's for her own needs that, like, she doesn't want to lose Prim. She doesn't want to lose another family member. Right. She already lost her father, so she knows how hard that was. She knows that, that would that would, like, tear her apart if she lost Prim, too. Right. But if her father had not died, then she wouldn't experience that pain and suffering from his death so she probably would have been like oh yeah she doesn't she doesn't know what to expect losing prim right so she probably wouldn't have been like she oh this my god prim anyway really so this is home for nothing like honestly you could have just let her die and the whole thing would have been fine yeah that's basically what the series comes down to yeah <laughs>
1: like uh, like you volunteered to save your sister's life she dies anyway
0: yeah too too bad it's
1: ridiculous too bad Send her. send an email to her. strongly worded email about that. Strong, <laughs> bring Prim back. <laughs> all right, she'll
0: come back. She'll come back in like a later series or something. It's
1: ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! It
0: turns out she's in District Thirteen all along. <laughs> oh my
1: god! The bomb explosions. There was a trap door. Yeah, she got out.
0: She's fine. She, she started out. a whole new colony down there. She's great.
1: Um.
0: All right. Um. Anything
1: else you want to add to that? Let's see. I'm pretty solid.
0: How do you think that would affect the persons we know her today? Like, do you think she she would be as, um, what's the word for Katniss? Where do I even begin with her? Determined. No, like like a like a self sufficient like condescending. Yeah, kind of condescending, like sarcastic, like not like not a happy person, just very negative and depressed, and has a bad outlook on life. I don't
1: think I think she would have little subtleties of that because that's probably like people are like fashioned that way, but also depends on their environment as well. I think she would have like little instances where she would like like I do. Like mine's more frequent. Right. Like little sarcastic remarks, a little sass here and there, but I don't think she would constantly be in this like negative state.
0: Yeah, I feel like she would have been like a lot happier and she would have I mean, obviously she would have had a better childhood and your childhood really affects how you turn out as an adult. Which you know, she's almost adult. But at the same
1: time it's like the death of her father like brought out this alter ego person, like this true personality of her. Yeah. Like we're seeing the real catness here. We're not seeing like this facade because happiness is sort of like, I don't even know what happiness is. It's so hard to obtain. Like it's so much easier to write about like negative concepts mm-hmm. than it is to write about happiness. So.
0: And it's much more interesting. So
1: therefore like it's harder to believe, it's harder to convince yourself that you're happy. And I therefore suppose. if you're so focused on being happy, you ignore
0: mm-hmm.
1: how you really are. So, I think Katniss is expressing, like, her true self, and so... I think it's just more I'll,
0: extreme version of herself, that, right. like, all these um, traits of her that are being a role model and protecting right. Prim and everything are set to the extreme, whereas if her father was around, she wouldn't have to... she It would be toned down.
1: And her father... Being with her father brought her happiness and joy, and after she lost that, she lost all those emotions, too, so I... I think she doesn't believe that she could ever feel like that again. Yeah. Even with being with PETA and having a child, children with PETA.
0: And she's even still... earlier on, being with Gail, like, there yeah. were mo- there's moments of happiness. But an, I think happiness is an overall sense of satisfaction and contentment with your right. life. And she, she, have that. she
1: lives in this, like, perpetual state of anxiety and worry. And, like, that's... And regret. And, yeah.
0: Regret of a lot of things. And re- she's regretting things that even if... See, regretting isn't the right word, because if she could go back in time, she'd still do it, but the, she mm. she almost regrets, like, the capital putting her in that situation, which I know is not the right word. No, but it's I anger. Think it. I think it's anger. Yeah, I anger.
1: guess anger. So, there you go. Yes. I There's think our psychoanalysis yes. of Katniss Everdeen.
0: So, we'll definitely have more what-if questions come, because they're little, yeah. little tidbits that are interesting. Yeah. All right, well, that's our episode for today. We just have a few things we uh, wanted to cover before we uh, sign off here. Um, and we did want to apologize for missing an episode in May. Uh, we only had one, but our schedules have been absolutely crazy recently. Um, all three of us, which is why Mariah hasn't been on the last two episodes. It's just our, Matt and I's schedule are very similar, whereas Mariah's is much different from ours now. Mariah's
1: teaching little, uh, fourth graders how to do art, so.
0: Right, so she's, she's, she's on a different schedule than us now, um, cause we're still in school. She's not anymore, so. It's a project. She doesn't, like, leave school, guys. She's, she's still, a, still a studious kid. Um. So, yeah, so we're, you know, we're wrapping up our senior year, and we're graduating in, like, two weeks, not even, it's like, yeah, it's a oh like week God. and a half. Oh, my God. It is
1: crazy. Crazy. cray,
0: cray over here. Cray cray. Um, and I started working for a social media company a few months ago, so that's what's, that's, that's a lot of the reason there hasn't been a total amount, a she, lot of nightlock action. She's constantly
1: working. It's bad. She does more of this work than she does her schoolwork. Which, well, I mean, I mean schoolwork is pointless at this.
0: I don't want to say that. Stay in school, kids. But f- for us right <laughs> now, most, most of our kids in our uh, senior class left for a project, which is what Mariah did. So we're not doing a lot in school right now because there's no. like five kids in each of my classes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just want to throw out there, if you're interested in any social media guidance, um, I am – my official title is a social media curator, so – you can email in at the regular Nightlock email address, um, nightlockpodcast at gmail.com. Um, for, you know, you can just ask me about any tips or to learn more about, like, what I do. Um, and if you're interested in having someone help you with your social media, um, I would love to take you on, you know, as a, uh, client. Right. So, definitely, like, I would, uh, love to talk to you. Um, so, definitely email us in at nightlockpodcast at gmail.com, along with Hunger Games stuff, too, you know, because that's right. basically what we do.
1: So we wanted to remind you guys about the project that we are currently involved in um, called the Catching Fire Hot Minute. And this is by Lucas Strong from Strong and Fiable. hosts a web show every Friday that catches fans up on the latest Catching Fire news in one minute. So if you go onto our website at nightlockpodcast.com and go under the affiliates tab, just click the Catching Fire Hot Minute banner to access the show.
0: And as I mentioned before, um, we do have kind of a network of Twitter accounts that quote tweet or quote tweets tweet quotes from the stars of the Hunger Games. Uh, right now we have uh, Josh Hutcherson, Jennifer Lawrence, and Sam Claflin accounts. Um, you can follow it. We, I think, well, the easiest way to do it is just go there yourself. At J Hutch quote, at J Law quote, and at Sam Claflin quote. He doesn't have a cool nickname, so he doesn't didn't n- nothing there. I could have done cl- Claf quote, but That's I feel like no. people wouldn't get that, so. Just decided to go with his name on that one. So, you can also like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash nightlockpodcast. Follow us on Twitter, that's twitter.com slash nightlockpod, P-O-D, and subscribe us on iTunes. Leave us, leave us a review there, too. You can check out our website at nightlockpodcast.com. Um, but yeah, seriously, keep reviewing us on iTunes. Don't stop. We love getting new reviews. And it keeps us, you know, current. It keeps us up to date. Um, and also, if you can't keep up with all this stuff I'm telling you... And you just want to know the important, essential information you need to, to catch up with Nightlock Podcasts. You can subscribe to our email alerts when we make announcements or release new episodes. You can sign up in the sidebar of our website. Once again, that's nightlockpodcast.com.
1: Excellent. All right.
0: And I was just kidding. We're not done with the show. We have a book recommendation oh, real fast. Gosh. Okay. So, I'm a cheater. I saw the movie and didn't read the book, but our listener, Maya, read the book. So,
1: um, in case you guys don't know what recommendations are, oh, I
0: forgot about that. Yeah, go yeah,
1: ahead. Um, we end every show well, most shows recommending a book that our listeners may enjoy. So, since we are running low on recommendations, we have a new twist to this relatively segment. relatively new. Yeah, new, tw- relatively new twist. Um, and we're running low because we just haven't read books,
0: I haven't had time. No, I have so um, many on my list though, but yeah. I want to read them before I recommend them.
1: Yeah, yeah. um where we list, where you the listeners send in your favorite books and we will recommend them so you can send in your own book recommendation at, at com. um and just include a short summary
0: otherwise we'll google it so yeah or you could just say what you like about the book whatever uh, or both that would be ideal right
1: i actually do have a book I want to recommend
0: okay you can recommend it after this okay. a little short 30 second elevator pitch on the book okay so maya recommends i am number 4 by
1: P- Piticus Lore.
0: And it is a series um for upper middle school and you know high school. Yeah, older than that. Um and so once this alien planet is destroyed, its last inhabitants travel to Earth to stay away from their mortal enemies. And so the main character looks like is John Smith and he's a member of the guard 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 guard, <laughs> guard a group of people with gifted legacies. Powers gifted though. with legacies. Sorry, Powers like telekinesis, super strength, super speed, basically what we'd call a superhero. And he and the other five members take uh, taken from that planet um, are hunted by the mortal enemies. Um, so the movie was pretty cool. It had Alex Alex Pettifier in it. Yeah. Um he's the one I remember in it uh, most. Um, so yeah, definitely a good movie. So I'm sure it's even I've never better seen book. That. So um, yeah, I have the book. Maybe someday I'll read it. Uh, so that's Maya's recommendation. What's okay. your recommendation, Matthew? My
1: recommendation has nothing to do with characters, people, or anything. It's called. Um, <laughs> what is it about then? Vectors, uh, sh- uh, aphorisms, and short ten-second essays by James Richardson. And That's the name of the book. Yes. The okay. interesting thing about this book is that there's a compile of three hundred or so, one or two sentence statements, and.
0: Oh, interesting. They're basically like so, kind of like a bunch of quotes. Almost. Yeah,
1: basically, and it's basically it's very thought provoking. Like I've spent like a 15 minutes thinking about just one of them, Mm -hmm. which is so fascinating because it makes so much sense. But at the same time, it just gets you to think about all these like higher order concepts, which is really enjoyable, especially if like you're a person like me who really wants to learn about human nature and like those kinds of things. Um, So yeah, that's by James Richardson. I bought it on Amazon for like six bucks or something. It was very cheap.
0: What's the book's name again?
1: Uh, Vectors. Aphorisms and ten second essays.
0: Okay. If you just search
1: vect- vectors by um, James Richardson, you find it. Yeah. James um, Richardson. And it's a phenomenal. It's has has no characters, has like no plot. Right. It's it's just a just a bunch statements. Of what, yeah. And you can even like some of those statements. Like if you're in English class and you really like don't know what to write about for a topic, you look one up and it'll be a, served as a prompt for you.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Which so. is
1: fantastic, and I love it. Yeah. So. Uh, awesome. That's it.
0: So that's all we have for today, folks, but we will see you again in uh, June for the next episode, and we'll be doing uh, Chapter 21. So if you want to email in something that your favorite part of Chapter 21 of Catching Fire or something, you can uh, do that. (laughs)
1: Just send in emails or anything. Yeah, just really. We love reading emails.
0: Um, we definitely, we should include, uh, emails on the next show. We haven't done that in a little while. So. All
1: right. Cool beans. But
0: first you guys got to send the emails in order for us to do them. So definitely send us emails, not at at dot All right. We'll see you next episode guys. I'm
1: sorry. I was looking at that card. I thought it said 13. I'm like, wait a second. She's not 13. She's 18. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, at yes, least put that in the bloopers. Oh, I'm sorry. I I'm like, wait a second, that doesn't make sense. And
0: my grandma and my mom got me the same card.
1: They probably bought it together. No,
0: they didn't buy it together. Anyway, that's my exciting life, guys.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: no. Okay. <laughs> You're horrible. Oh, no. i blooping it. And they... Sorry, now I'm thinking I wanted it. (laughs) I want it. I want it now.
1: All right. All right. um. They're so amazing, like, good at weaving things out of, like, the the sharp blades of grass. Like, they weed. um, Weave. Weave. Weave.
0: Weave, yes. They weave. That's a present tense. But they
1: need past tense. (laughs) Whoa.
0: Your face is like... But I need past ten.
1: <laughs> sorry. <laughs> they like they, they wove um nets. Like so There you the go. Whoa. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> we um, got
0: weaved. And then he said weed. I'm like, that's not even close. <laughs>
1: um and then R- Run it again. And then they um marker. Yes. And so basically she over she's over.
0: <laughs> Why do we do that?
1: I was about to say that, but it came out so weird. Just so
0: weird. It did. You're just so weird, like all the time.
1: Chapter twenty. That was bad. Uh, all right.
0: Blooping it. <laughs> That's our new phrase. Blooping it. No,
1: my life's in shambles. Okay. <sighs>